0: Had and I'm Kujo Goody, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Man, see moves to make places to go, people to see. So, wake your bait, pump the seat, go have to count me. miles to All
1: right, so we got the legendary Kujo Goody back on off the porch with us. Love again, the porch, man. love the
0: porch, man. Yeah, welcome back, bro. Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, man. How you feeling today? Feeling good, man. You know, it's another beautiful day in the A, you know what I'm saying. Cloudy skies, but you know, we're going to get through it. Yeah. Always a good day in the A, man. Nah. Especially on the Southwest side, you know what Of I mean? course, Swats. man. Swats, yes. You know Swats, man. man.
1: Yeah, appreciate you coming back by, man. You know, we had you up here with the whole gang, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got to hear all these stories. Oh, okay, yeah, So, you know, course, it's definitely got to get you in and kind of get, you know, everything that's going on. Of course, on man.
0: Look, like I say, man, I love the porch, man. A lot of stuff started from the porch, you know a what I So, man. And then to come back, man, and um, show that love, bro. Absolutely, man yeah.
1: Yeah, so let's take back to your porch, man.
0: So are you What's
1: from it? East Point or where are you from exactly?
0: In Actually, I'm um, born and raised in Northwest Atlanta. Okay, where they might they used to call it Bankhead. Hmm. So I was born off. Uh, well, let me skip. born in Piedmont Hospital. Okay, born and raised in Northwest Atlanta. My area is zone one over by what they used to call Bankhead. You okay, what I'm saying Bankhead Hollywood Road.
1: Not too far from here, actually. Not huh? too far from
0: here, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, stomping grounds.
1: How would you describe that area back then when you were growing up then? <clears throat>
0: um, it was a fun area, man. You know what I mean? It was, um, actually that was my, uh, my grandmama stayed in that area, but we stayed like five minutes away down Bankhead. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we stayed in like apartments, but when we went over to my grandmama house, it was a house. You feel me? So it was like, we could go different neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? We was like on some real some real um, knucklehead, young boy type stuff, you know what I mean? Bicycles, riding bikes, playing hide and seek, you know what I'm saying? Playing in the creeks, you know what I'm saying? Just some typical, um, typical hood stuff, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, do you visit that area often now? Oh man, yeah, yeah. The last time I visited that area, man, definitely wasn't the same, man. Yeah, what, at, what at, all has changed? Wow, man. Well, like I said, I stayed on um, Well, I stayed off of uh, Hollywood Road in Mildred Place where my grandmama stayed or whatever. And it was the main road, which was Bankhead, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, right off of Wood Street, you know, me and my brother used to play in the creek and then we used to come up out of the woods and right across the street used to be a Kmart. used to be a uh, food giant. It was a, just a big old open spot, man. We used to go in, man, used to be toys in there, man. Used to, candy, you know what I'm saying, slushes, all type of stuff, man. Hmm. So it was a real fun part of town, man. And it was, a lot has changed, man. Like departments that I used to stay in, man, they, they're no longer there anymore. Yeah. So I used to stay in uh, Chapel Forest, straight toe down, you know hmm. what I mean? Toe down. Uh, I used to go to um, a recreation center over there for uh, Hollywood Road called Gun Club. Okay.
1: There's
0: a little recreation center, man, it had a swimming pool, you know what I'm saying, basketball court, you know what I'm saying, kids can come and play gone Hmm. you know what i mean so a lot of stuff has changed on that side of town man. i used to go to uh, carter g woodson elementary school on that side of town so a lot has changed man it's been gentrified i say that oh wow yeah Yeah. Yeah. but you know stuff got to change man things ain't gonna remain the same yeah
1: what type of impact did it have when they tore down all the projects here in atlanta
0: Hmm. Well, you know, I could say it was, a, um, it was a pros and it was cons to it. You know what I mean? A lot of people got, you know what I'm saying, got put out their houses and got had to find other places to go. And, you know what I'm saying, it opened up the city for uh, other people to come in and, and um, visit and decide they want to live here or not.
2: Hmm.
0: You know what I mean? So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. That's just how things are, man. You know, when you get older, you just, that's just life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just life.
1: Yeah, see, they're about to, they're closing down four seasons and that was like the last one standing right
0: yeah man i mean you know what i'm saying a lot of people don't realize it man they think that people is doing people a disservice man but sometimes people doing that to save you you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because them projects was dangerous at one point you know what i mean so man i'm big up man if you tear down something to make something better i'm cool with that you know what i mean but my thing was to um, make sure that the people had adequate places to stay you know what i'm saying before you push them out like that
2: yeah
1: absolutely yeah because it yeah. seems like people don't know where they're, where they're going
0: nah they did man especially I mean, it happens it happened quick too man
2: yeah
0: you know what i mean and then people had to find money to do this and do that and um it wasn't always um they weren't always able to do that you know what i mean but like i say big other people like uh like ti man that's fixing up the neighborhood you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying putting lofts and, and and things of that nature down there him and killer mike doing with the uh bankhead seafood so you know what I'm saying? He, he's another person that grew up on that side of town. You feel me? So big ups to him, man, for coming back into the neighborhood at least, you know what I'm saying, letting it look better. You yeah, feel me?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned your brother. Is he your older brother or younger brother? My younger brother, man. Okay. Matter of
0: fact, he act like my older brother, but yeah, my, <laughs> definitely my youngest brother, man. And um, my only brother. And yeah. um, he has a lot of insight on a lot of things, man. Especially like if, I, if I'm doing something I might take it to him because he's a real critic. You know what I mean? Jack hmm. he's my brother, man. He's going to definitely keep it real. So shout out to Flapzilla, my kinfolk, Flapzilla, my blood. Yeah. How much younger is he than you? He's just a year younger than me, man. Okay. You know what I mean? So young. Yeah. Y'all yeah, go check him out over there for um, Boulder Crest. You know what I'm saying? Razor line. Haircuts, man. Ask for Flap, man. He'll tie you up. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? How old were you?
0: Jumped out the porch with, as far as
1: just life in general, just life like in when you general. got out there and saw, all right, right it's a right. lot different than just being in the house here.
0: I think it was after high school, you know what I'm saying? Things started getting real after high school, you know what I mean? Because you were definitely off of the porch. It's either you're going to get a job, uh, you're going to uh, go to the service, or you're going to uh, play sports, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Those were the, the three options, the three first three options that I had, you know what I mean? and noticed that rapping uh, music went, went nowhere in, in there. You know what I mean? Really? So yeah, that's, that's my thing, man. After, after I got out of high school, man, that's when you really jump out the porch because you got responsibilities, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So were you working a
1: regular job? What'd you choose?
0: Oh, man, I had uh, temporary jobs, man. Hmm. Temp jobs, you know what I mean? I used to work at Six Flags. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, used to work at the airport, you know what I'm saying, at one time. Matter of fact, man, I had got my lifeguard license, man, from uh, Perry Home. I used to be a, a lifeguard. Oh, that, really, yeah, a lifeguard back in the day. So that was one of my uh, one of the most funnest jobs that I did have, being <laughs> a lifeguard. Because uh, there I met uh, I met Chris Cross's brother. Um, there. We used to be lifeguards together, man. Oh so, wow. I
1: didn't know that. Hey man,
0: so it's a small world, man. <laughs> small world, man. Small world.
1: So who introduced you to like the studio and actually rapping that?
0: Man, you know what? I got the I got to attribute that to um the real studio and the real rap. I got to tribute that to Ray Murray, man, okay. with uh with organized noise, man. You know what I'm saying? Coming up with uh with him over in East Point, visiting uh Big Gip and uh, visiting and Ray Murray over there, man. You know, they was he was definitely on some um some real humble beginnings, man, with with his production, you know what I mean? So once I seen them doing it and, and I thought that I could do it also, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So there, then we had a group together, man, called six cents. And, uh, I was the hype man though. You know what I mean? I wasn't ready for the rap yet because <laughs> my voice hadn't developed yet. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? My voice was still sounding like a, I sounded like easy E man in a six foot tall man body, you know what <laughs> I mean? So my voice had to catch up, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, yeah. I definitely got a tribute to really the studio atmosphere and the studio vibe. Definitely came from around by those, yeah. those guys. Yeah.
1: What were those studio sessions like? Just being able to soak up that game from them, though.
0: Man, it was actually to me it was kind of fun, man. You know what I mean? Because I had a chance to get away from the house. You know what I mean? I ain't had to worry about nobody telling me what to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was just like a, just like a day, man. Just like how we used to be at the dungeon, man. Spending the night at the dungeon, man. It was a, it was almost like camp. You know what I mean? So, I was in a spot where I had never heard. You know what I'm saying? James Brown uh, sampled like that. You know what I mean? That was, that was one of Ray's main things that I heard him sampling was um, James Brown. You know what I'm saying? And I gotta give a uh, shout out to Joseph Kahn too, man, cause of uh, Mrs. Cohn's, uh son. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He definitely had um some music equipment over there too, man. It, okay. it piqued my peaked my stuff, man, and trying to get into the music, man.
1: Yeah. Right, so, right. So I think um Call of the Wild, that's probably the first yeah. time a lot of people probably heard you,
0: right? Call of the Wild,
1: yeah. So how yeah. did that whole song come about?
0: Call of the Wild, man. Um, like I said, man, we was we was getting our chance with, uh, with um with um organized noise. And um, Ian Burke, his idea was, man, you guys just come on out. You know what I'm saying? As one group as a Goody Mom. And the Call of the Wild song, man, it was a long verse, man. My verse probably was over 16 bars, you know what I mean? And uh, all our verses probably was over 16 bars. But Call of the Wild, man, you know, Dre, Big Boy, we was all, we was real close, still close to this day. We was just like, man spending the night at the dungeon all the time. So it wasn't no thing for us to vibe together like that, man. So it was just a vibe that came true. You know what I'm saying? It started from the dungeon, and then all of a sudden we we got a chance to come to the big studio to lay the vocals down for real. You know hmm. what I mean? So I just thought that was awesome, man. We was able to to actually record something, man. That's, that's the thing, man, because we couldn't really record at the dungeon like we wanted to at that time. Hmm. So we had to venture out, man, and our record the music the way we could, man. Yeah. And, man, just recorded with my little brothers, man. That was, that was awesome, man. It was, just a, it was just a thing with us, man. I, I didn't know that we was going to be recording more and more like that, man. We was just, you know what I'm saying, trying the reins, testing the reins, man. You know what I'm saying, testing the skills out.
1: Yeah, made history with that man, one, Made sure. history, didn't even know it, man. Yeah.
0: Didn't even know it. What did you think of Dre
1: and Big Boy when you first met them?
0: Man, I thought that they was some uh, some hungry cats, man, some hungry young dudes, man, just ready to help put Atlanta on the map, man. I just thought that was amazing, man, because they was definitely four and uh, four and three years younger than us. But just for them to have that 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 tenacity, man, to want to put Atlanta on the map, man, and just really want to just dive head first into this music, man. I thought that that was that was awesome. man. I just thought that that was real um, inspiring and motivating, you know what I mean? It's awesome, man. Just how organized noise just took them up on their wings and they was just able to able to observe their big brothers, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then not only just take a little bit from everybody, but also, man, sell records. You know what I'm saying? They was able to sell records, man. That first album with platinum, <laughs> man. Out the door, that first album, man. So Big up to him, man. It came at a, at a at a perfect time, man, to where people was looking for something, something new, man. Yeah, jamming too, something jamming, but also something new and different. And right. you were around for most of those studio sessions, right? Yeah, I definitely was, man. As all of the rest of them are, but definitely, man. Um, it was a family thing, man. Yeah, it's a family thing because if it was a good thing to come to the studio, because like I said, man, it was like a home away from home, man. Like. You don't know if it's day or night. You go in at daytime, you come out, it's night. You go in night, you come in, you come out day. As long as you working, man, just completing the song. And our thing was being able to hear the song played back, you know what I'm saying, when we done with it, man. You feel me? That was the the awesome part of it right there, man. Awesome, man.
1: Was there at some point where you realized, all right, this is a classic album, or these guys are making some music that's really really good
0: really good um especially with with, with Outkast man because they was making some really really great music man you know and they got to the point to you know they wanted to take the reins and make them make music by themselves because they yeah. they learned from organized noise so now it's time to you know take the training wheels off and you know what I'm saying go for what you know but um uh, man yeah man like uh I say when we did Soul Food and Still Standing, once those two albums were out for me, I was like, oh yeah, man, I think <laughs> I think we got them. I think we got them. So that's why I was like, yeah, we can hit them with a World Party album. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can let people know that shit, we ain't hard like this all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? We like to get out and have a good time, party, you know what I'm saying, say what's up to the ladies and you know what I'm saying, do all that type of stuff. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why I thought that uh World Party was a, a great album because we put out three different records, you know what I'm saying? Those records didn't sound the same. Mm-hmm. You couldn't you couldn't reproduce a, a masterpiece. All you could do is come back with another one. You know what I mean? So, man, like I say, big up to uh, Organized Noise, man, for producing us, you know what I'm saying? Producing us, man. That's that's yeah. the great part about being uh, my MC to have somebody to produce you and be like, nah, I think you should say it like this or uh, now nah, you should you shouldn't say that or uh, now nah, you should cut your verse down a little bit like this. You know what I mean? So yeah, big up the real producers, man, they be producing producing. Um, yeah. And producers. were you guys
1: open to that criticism and everything too? like, all right, we know they know what they're talking about.
0: Well, you know what we were the good thing about it is the organizers you know they was our peers. Damn near the same age we were. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I can understand they might not want to come to Cujo and say Cujo man. I don't know man you might want to change that you know what i mean but you had to you had to be feeling it within yourself like do i like this verse mm, cuz it's 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 maybe like maybe one or two verses that i can i wish i can go back and and do over you know what i mean but them being our peers and being the producers and and want the same goal that we want you know what i'm saying to put that flag up for Atlanta man just let them get it out man just get that shit out yeah just get it out
1: Uh, I know we talked about World Party when all of you guys were up here on the porch. Oh yeah, yeah. And we talked about like, the world wasn't ready for
0: that. Yeah. It's like
1: they wanted you in a box. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Like I said, I don't think they were ready to see the goody mob have a good time, man. Hmm. You know what I mean? And and just being out on the road and doing them shows, and you want to see people jam into your music. You know what I mean? We didn't see that. I didn't see that. I saw a motherfucker just looking. (laughs) <laughs> just looking. I seen motherfuckers shoot a bird and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So like I said, it went to where we really got with the world party, man, because we had fun songs like get rich to this. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? People thought That's that we were great songs. People too. thought that we was tripping, man. Oh, y'all wanna get rich to this now? I'm like, come on, man. I mean, we just uh, we decided to let our braids down. Decided to let our hair out, man. You know what I mean? We we was able to Go to uh, places like Japan, you know what I'm saying? Germany, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Other countries, you know what I mean? And um, shit, we was having a good time, man. So it 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 went over into the rap that we was having a good time, but we still had like I always say, man, we still had songs, man, produced by Kanye West. Real shit, you know what I'm saying? Rebuilding, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Inshallah. So Mm. it's just that uh, I don't think people wanted us to. yeah, I think it was the Get Rich song. If we probably came out with another single, other than Get Rich to This, it might have been different. But like I said, Get Rich to This, man, we shot it in California, man. We shot that shit up under uh, an overpass outside. They turned that shit into a club outside, man. <laughs> so I was like, Wow, man. So that's how I knew, man. That videos were really important, man.
1: Yeah. And fast yeah. forward to today is, um, you know. Do you still find yourself struggling trying to make music that people want you to make versus mm-hmm. what you want to
0: make yeah man i mean i mean for me it is because coming out of uh coming out of goody mob man first song being cell therapy you know people want to hear you saying something you yeah. know what i mean so that's kind of what the curse that we've kind of been dealing with that people want to hear us uh say something which is not bad you know what i mean we do kind of master mastered it now to where we can say it and it'll be entertaining now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just like we did the the uh, the Are You Ready with Survival Kit with Chuck D on that, you know yep. what I mean? It was a hard type of rock type of song, but it was still vibing, but it still has some elements to it. it's like, oh, they're still talking about something, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I'm still kind of plagued with that with what I want to say and what, I, what what I think people want to hear what I just do is I just kind of meet it in the middle, like with this last song I put out called Bills. You it's know what I mean? It's a great record, also, yeah. What I did was I just thought about, hey, man, just um, something that everybody can relate to, man, is, is, is a bill. Everybody can relate to a bill. So I uh, put that out there. A lot of people say, now, nah, oh, this feels like Goody Mob. This feels like some Goody Mob shit. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can understand that. But Goody Mob is also rap, trap, snap, crunk, and conscious. All that in, in 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 one mob, you know what I mean. So I'm just thankful for the variety, man, that we can give to the people. man. Nah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who produced bills? Uh, my dog, um, Cavy. Okay. My dog Cavy got a California man. Uh, man, great brother, man. Been working with him for a while, man. The time we did that song, man. I was like, man, this is gonna be something special, man. And then we put the visuals to it. Shout out to my my Kenfo, shout it put. And director Bane, man, for shooting the video for me, man. Classic shit. Yeah, the
1: video's blue, guys. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a
0: crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada At participating McDonald's.
1: Been getting some great feedback.
0: Man, man, man. Big up to my fans, man. Good and all fans, because they, like I said, they've been... Showing me love, like man, this is this is what's up, kujo This is what I want to hear, man. Keep on bringing it. You know what I'm saying? It's motivation and, and it's inspiring, man, to hear your um, your fans, man, um, come in like that. And then in the age we are now, we can come back, We're like man. Appreciate you, thank you, man. Oh, yeah. So I be seeing my email full of people, man, responding to it, man. So like I say, much love to all all my fans out there, man. They've been down with the mob, man, since '95, man. Twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven man. years, man. When you guys put out Soul Food, did you
1: ever think that you would have a career this long?
0: I didn't, man. I didn't, cause it seemed like we was always fighting. <laughs> Not amongst each other though, but just fighting for the for the rights of a uh, uh, southern music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because we was going up in New York. You know what I'm saying? Where it was definitely tough love up in New York. You know what I'm saying to California, where they showed us a little bit, a little bit more love. You know what I yeah. mean. Until we just started making our rounds around the Texas, and then to the Midwest. You know what I mean. And then down into uh, Florida. You know what I mean. So uh, that's kind of really what it was. So <laughs> the years, years go by. You know what I mean. And you don't even know that you're making history. All hmm. uh, you know is that you're just fighting for the for the like like Celso say, we fighting for the civil rights of. Uh, of Southern music, you know Absolutely. what I mean because southern music had a uh um, still was getting a black eye back back in those days, you know what I mean, just because of the content mm-hmm. of some of the music, you know what I mean, but you still had people like the ghetto boys out there, and I still got a big up um loop with a two live crew man because uh, yeah definitely was bringing that bringing that heat back then, man
1: you remember they banned him from radio, yes, I was living in uh South Florida sure so no man Florida. they man they
0: had it out for Luke man yeah. Now, I'm, and my, from my understanding, Luke is almost like a, um, a, a DJ a cool Herc. Hmm. You know what I mean? Started as far as starting up the, uh, the hip hop down there in Miami. Mm-hmm. Then they're almost the same way, man. I thought that was those parallels was kind of ingenious, bro. I like, yeah. thought was hard. Yeah.
1: Was there at any point you realized like New York was coming around to you guys?
0: <sighs> uh, I think so, man. Um, I think that second round, after we went to the Apollo, when, after we was at the Apollo and uh, they booed, they was booing us for the uh, the source award okay, yeah. the Outcast got. We came back around and had to do some more shows up there. Hmm. Came back to the tunnel, had to rock the tunnel. You know what I mean? I, I can even remember doing a show with Biggie, with Biggie Smalls, man. The stage was about this big. <laughs> stage was about this big, man. It was, I think it was Grandma Funk's Cafe or something like that. But, uh, but, I think what I think with New York they was they they was always about bars and lyrics, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and and listening to some real deep southern uh dialect, what we had it was still kind of hard to cut through, you know what I mean It was hard to cut through but I think on I think on that world party album, because we went up to New York and we got some tracks from um from um D dot hey, we was working with um um Easy Mo Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think once we started working with some New York producers, I think they kind of like warmed up to us a little bit. You know what I mean? But I, I, I can't blame them. I guess they wanted to hear us rap on some New York, New York beats.
1: <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes. Hey, yeah. That's what they're used yeah, to here hearing. That's what
0: it is. Hey, now You, you gotta got to kind of go
1: into their world. Right,
0: right. Now you got some, now you got up top brothers rapping on some, oh, yeah. some Southern beats now. You know what I mean? Which yep. is unheard of. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool though. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what you got to do, man. You gotta flip this thing, man. Let's keep, it, let's keep it fresh, you know what I'm saying? Keep it wet and juicy, man, so we can keep pushing this to the envelope. Yeah.
1: yeah. What is it about Atlanta that's, you know, where, where they have been able to stay on top of the rap game for, what, 20 years now?
0: You know what, um, and I, I don't know, and this is all for debate, man. Um, we've been studying, man. We've been studying, man. I know I've been studying this hip-hop thing since like 84, 83 in middle school. So, I mean, once, once I seen them brothers doing what they was doing up in New York, man, I thought that that was man, some of the most fly shit that can ever be done with music. You know what I mean? I hadn't seen nobody doing that with music. You know what I'm saying? You got your, your blues and you got your R&B. The closest thing to that was maybe rock and roll because they was just getting, out of control, just feeling how they feeling, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's what, that's, that's what that was right there, man. Um, damn, I lost some train of thought.
1: No, nah, you good. Well, we, so, it's just basically like how many Atlanta. rappers coming out of Atlanta <laughs> are on top of the game? It seems like. You know, Lil Baby's had this run Lil the last Baby, few man. years. Yep. Thug before him, 21 yeah, Savage. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an endless list, yeah. even future, yeah. you know, coming from you guys. You know too. what,
0: man? I, like I said, man, I, those record companies, I feel like the record companies open up, open up to Southern acts, man, because those guys are on major record labels. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But they started out with humble beginnings, but now they're on major record labels. You know what I'm saying? So I love what, uh, I love what, um, what little baby doing, man? You know, so I think he's a, I think he's a lyricist, bro. Oh yeah, Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think he can definitely put that shit down. And uh, for him to come up, if I'm not mistaken, under the tutelage of, of Gunner, you know what I mean, to where he Gunner was writing his raps for him, hmm. and now he's on his own now and just is just doing great, man. I just think that that's a, um, I just think that's inspiration, man. I just think that um, Atlanta just been. Starving for that man, starving for that moment, man. Not to say that we've been looked over. It's just that it, it wasn't no really major record labels down here to start out with. So it was just independent from the jump. You know what I mean? With with Kilo Ali. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With Raheem the Dream. With uh the Hard Boys, uh Ghetto Mafia. You know what I'm saying? Itchy bond Records. You know what I mean? Damage. So. They was, we was bubbling down here. We just didn't have that major, major push until LaFace came, you know what I mean? And then we was able to get on there with some rap shit with uh, oh, yeah. with, with Outkast and Goody Mob, Absolutely. you know what I mean? So yeah. we was distributed throughout the whole country. So people were able to actually hear what we sounded like. But the other part was to see, you know what I mean? You always hear, you always hear motherfuckers rap like, damn, this is what I think they look like. They might look like this, but when you finally see them, you're like, oh, okay. Because at some point, we never did see what some of the uh, our other MCs, the other MCs looked like until we seen them in person,
1: Very true. you know what yeah. I
0: mean? So a lot has changed, man, you know what I mean? But a lot has still remained the same though.
1: Do you remember the first time you met Future?
0: Future, first time I met Future. I don't remember the first time I met Future because I didn't even realize that that was um, he was some kid in Rico, you know what I'm saying? But but I seen him hanging around a lot. And I was like, who is that? It's like, yeah, that's that's me here. that's um, that's, that's Rico for like. Okay, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but that's what it's all about, man. Um, just studying your peers if that's what you want to do? Study your peers, man, and um, keep that ball rolling, man. Because he was in a group called the Connect mm-hmm. with um with Rico Wade put together. You know what I mean? So definitely was um, putting that new that new uh, energy out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like he brought a new sound to Atlanta. Man, and I think that kind of what separates Atlanta is that it's always reinventing itself.
0: Right. Right. You're right, man. You're right. When you got stuff like even though people talk shit about it, they say mumble rap. Well,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we didn't give it that name. Y'all gave it that name. Yeah, it was the media. giving right. The it media gave name. that name.
1: Same but, thing with snap music when same I talk to with snap Lai.
0: music. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So w- you wouldn't Consider that as a, another genre of music. <laughs> Come on, man. The South, if we're going to consider that as a genre of music, man, the South just came up with three, four genres of music within the last, what, five, ten years? Nah, that's for real. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of like how I would look at it. You know what I mean? I don't think they looked at that at the beginning, but that's how I would look at it is now, man. We are trendsetters, you know what I mean? Just like the, the, uh, the guys before us. The MCs before they were trendsetters also, so once hip hop got down here to Georgia, oh man, we was gonna trendset that thing out, man. We was gonna make it wet, man. We was gonna keep it fresh. I mean, because you ain't never heard us before like this, really. All you heard was Goody Mob and Outkast. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole bunch back here waiting, waiting to come out and contribute to um, to Atlanta hip hop.
1: Absolutely. hmm Um. As far as social media, at what point in your career did you start to embrace social media and figure out, all right, I got to be on this shit because you you on, you post on IG all day, you even on TikTok, like you uh, really embraced this. <laughs> was that a struggle at first? Did someone have to talk you into it? Or at what point did you realize, all right, I need to get you start using this?
0: You remember MySpace? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Oh yeah. remember MySpace. So you could upload like three songs. Man, though. yeah. So that was that felt like that was the beginning of. Uh, Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Social media for me, man. You know what I mean? And, um, and I had a Twitter page. And at one point, I was just like, tweet, 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 tweet. I'm talking about no breathing room, no net. I mean, there's tweet after tweet after tweet. Then Instagram came out. But the good thing about these um, social medias is that is that uh, it's free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if a if a, if a, a up and coming MC or producer out there that don't have the type of budget that the majors are doing, man, what he could do is get him an Instagram page and build up your followers and all your, and everything. I build up my followers from from zero, man. I just oh, yeah. can't. I mean, I'm at sixty seven, sixty eight thousand uh, followers, wow. but them sixty eight thousand that fuck with me. Yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't try no, no extra shit. I ain't try none of that, man. You know what I mean. I just, just did what I did. I remember saying, to a guy like, man, they're not even. Cause I wanted to follow some people that were had verified accounts,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I was liking they shit. They ain't liking my shit. I'm like, man, well, why, why do you follow these guys? Like, just, just, just be patient. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. And sure enough, man, they saw it. You know what I mean? So it's about being persistent with that, you know what I mean? And, you know, having content, you know what I mean? And my oh, yeah. thing is um I try not to get too personal, try not to get too political, you know what I'm saying? I just try to keep it, man, just promote my stuff, man. And, and some up and coming MCs or producers that are doing their thing that I that I deal with, man. I like promoting their stuff too, man. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I'm loving the um, I'm loving the social media, man, because I don't have to not only promote my shit. I can promote other people's stuff too you know what i'm saying up and coming people's stuff man and then watch them grow and be like damn man that's that's the part that that's that part that you want man you know yeah. what i mean you want that part there man and it ain't it don't cost nothing to repost some motherfucker shit, man i don't see why that's so hard for some people man like it's even so hard for you to just like a motherfucker <laughs> shit. you can't even just like it or comment on it you know what i mean that's that's crazy man you know yeah. what i mean because it all helps the algorithm at the end of the day. It all helps, so the, like, it all helps everybody out at the end. Ain't that some shit? Nah, for real. Wow. Yeah. Um, so let's go
1: to 2002. 2002. This car accident. 2002. Yeah. So like, you know, w- what was going through that day before the accident?
0: Man, that day, uh, that day I had just got my new wax for my, um, for my new single. Man, it was red wax, man, with the black label on it, man. I was just so excited, man. My first, like my first actual piece of vinyl,
2: hmm. you
0: know what I mean? So I was out, man, just trying to get it to everybody I could. I could get it to, man, just really get it with everybody, talk to everybody, man. I was all over the city, man, all over the city. And I remember stopping at the dungeon and uh, going to uh, going to the club, man. Going to the club, man. Drop people off, had a lot to drink, man. But I was celebrating all that day, man. So, man, next thing you know, man, I'm on the way back home, man, and um, I fell asleep, but I didn't know I fell asleep until, an airbag, until the airbag opened up in the car. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, once the airbag opened up, I was like, damn, bro, I'm having, a, I'm, I can't believe I'm having an accident. I can't believe I just ripped my shit. So I couldn't get out the car until, uh, until the paramedics came, and they actually got me out the car. And um, as they was rolling me into the hospital, that's when the doctor said, man, we're going to have to amputate your, amputate your leg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right on the spot.
1: True. Did you get a chance? Like, were you aware? Were you able to see the leg at any I point? I didn't get a
0: chance to even see the leg because it was, uh, I ran into a guardrail and the guardrail came through the gas pedal. Oh, wow. And it kind of slung me kind of around kind of sideways like that, but I was still in the car. And I'm just thinking that my leg's stuck, you know what I mean? She yeah. just feel like it's sleeping, and shit, you know what I mean? So I looked up, man, it was a white lady standing there. So like I seen what happened, uh, the paramedics are on the way. I'm talking about, I, she just popped up out of nowhere, man. Hmm. But that's just how it happens. It happened like that, it just popped up out of nowhere. Like I said, they came and got me out and let me know that i um, gonna have, have to amputate it. I was like, damn, this not gonna be good. Hmm. Motherfuckers not gonna wanna see a one-legged, one-legged rapper. It's not going to be good. So like I said, it took me a while mentally to get back to uh, wanting to do music. You know what I'm saying? Wanting to, to uh, go out and just do anything. You know what I mean? So yeah, it took me a minute to do that. Did
1: you have a solid support system around you at that time?
0: I did, man. I did, man. My wife, uh, my four boys at the, at the time. My youngest one had as a matter of fact, my youngest one had to be uh, induced because my, my wife was pregnant with him. Oh, wow. So she she had to be induced. But, uh, yeah, man, I had a great support system. My, my boys, my mom and my brother, my family. So they definitely uh, definitely supported me. And I strongly tell people, man, if you're you tired, man, and had too much to drink, I know you probably done did it plenty of times. Like I did it plenty of times, made that trip plenty of times, man. Just pull over, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't even do it. Now, that's my advice to people like that. No, that's real. Yeah. Got to do
1: that. What was your physical therapy recovery like?
0: It was hard. Yeah, it, was, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, the guy was an anesthesiologist. Once, he, once I came to, he's like, come on, let me show you something. He's like, I'm finna to show you something. So he, he lift up his leg. I was like, ah, uh, okay. So he uh, gave me a lot of, uh, a lot of literature to read, man. And um, he hooked me up with this doctor out in uh, Sacramento where I had got a procedure done, where I can, uh, a weight bearing procedure that where I can, I can bear weight on my prosthetic. And I be going through these motherfuckers so much, man. Because of that particular uh, procedure that I had. It's called an ERTO procedure. So where they they link the, the two bones right here. Mm-hmm. They link them together with something like that and makes it kind of like stronger. So yeah, shout out to LA Reed too, man, for helping me out with that.
1: Oh, that's a love. Yeah. 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 So what kind of helped you pull out of that depression, that funk that you were in, man?
0: Man, I pulled out uh I pulled out uh The Man Not the Dog, mm-hmm. by my uh, my album, my first solo record, I pulled out without because I wasn't gonna do it like I said, I didn't think people wanted to, they want to see the perfect, perfect rapper at that time, you know what I'm saying? Perfect rapper, hair, face, everything. A nigga got to be fine, A nigga got to be goddamn, huh? Nah, nah, all that, I was like, I ain't feeling that shit now. I ain't feeling it now. But out of that, like I said, I was able to uh, crank out the Man Not the Dog Man album. And, uh, and that, that got me started, they got the ball rolling. They got my ball rolling and I started uh, releasing more, um, more albums. And I, I kind of started getting back into the, the swing of things, getting back inspired and getting back motivated, Yeah, you know what I mean? So and definitely that um, definitely big up to the, the artists, too, that was coming out at that time, man, because I was looking at that and I was seeing it and that was more motivation for me. You know what I mean? And um, I got to shout out Ludacris, got to shout out Shaka Zulu. them brothers came through and helped me. They really came through and helped me. You know, what I mean, I got a shout out to the DOC. and just came out of nowhere, showed up at my house, man. You know Not what I'm really? saying? I'm talking about the DOC. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man, like, wow. And and Mac Ten, you know what I mean? And T bars okay. and um and Trich and um and, and uh, Pepper. They reached out to me, man. So yeah, we had a um I did have a, another um uh, support support system too. So I got to big up my. My comrades in um and hip hop, they definitely checked up on me. Definitely checked up on oh,
1: me. Nah, that's love right there. Yeah, yeah. Um. DJ K Slay, did you have a relationship mm. with him?
0: Man, I had never met him, man. Really? Never met him, man. I um. <clears throat> I just happened to reach out. That's why I like this um this social media.
2: Hmm.
0: I was like, man, he probably ain't gonna see this shit, but I I, I took a chance anyway. I said. Uh, I said, Cash, like, man, what would it take for you to just play my music? He said, Send it to me. I was <laughs> like, Like for real? And man, and a lot of people say, Man, come on, you cool, Joe. But no, nah, bro, you can't assume that everybody like you, man. You can't assume that. You know what I mean? That's why, that's why I stay humble like that. I'm like, Damn, for real? It's like, okay, sent it to him. He hit me back. He said, He said, I'm gonna play this on my, uh, I'm gonna play this on my next show my next show, Shay 45, Sirius Satellite.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Put me in the mix, man. I was like, oh man, I can't wait to meet this guy. Can't wait to meet him. And then that's when um, I had found out that he was, he had got sick because I, uh, I was communicating with a producer that he was uh, working with called Suits. And Suits and I got an EP two I just did this year. So oh, it's stupid, crazy, man, dumb, stupid, man. So, yeah, I had reached. I was reaching out to suits. I was like, man, you how can't He's like, um
1: when something happens to your kitchen.
0: You might say
2: this is ludicrous,
0: but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holler at State Farm like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris.
1: No matter how ludicrous the situation. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Someone told me that he was doing pretty good. He's doing better. I was like, that's good, man. That's great, man. Then the next thing I heard that the brother had passed, man. And I was like, dog, man. That brother really, he was really about this hip-hop, man. He wasn't, he wasn't discriminating on no coast. He figured out. Yeah, he out. always brought everyone yes, together. He knew what it, I didn't realize that he knew what it was up in New York. You you, you suddenly have people that get it up mm-hmm. in New York. You know what I mean? It's not just about New York. It's about California, goddamn Chicago, Florida. It's about it's about the whole thing. If we're going to keep this thing being fresh and juicy and wet, it's about it's about everybody. You know what I'm saying? You got to share the uh, you got to share this damn thing. I think he was one of them brothers that did that. Yeah, one of the brothers that did that. Condolences uh-huh. to his family too, man.
1: Yeah, long live the drama king. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, how did the album A Town Legends two come about with Pastor Troy oh, and uh, Timo? Oh wow, saw that one.
0: Man, uh, actually, um, let me see. Someone brought that to to me and Timo. Someone brought it to Timo and I's attention, and we we was out in California recording. And um, they said, well, hey, man, just do these mini songs right here, and we're gonna get Troy to get on them. Mm -hmm. Now, I was kind of wanting to be in the studio with Troy to do it, but unfortunately, we weren't able to do it, man. But that was kind of like one of the first times we was able to do, we did music in this one place, sent the music off somewhere else, and somebody else finished it up, and then you had a you had a, um, a finished product. You yeah. know what I mean? But nah, man, that was that was definitely man one for the culture, man. Because motherfuckers need to know what they need to know. What this A Town is all about. You know what I mean? Just because you got one group, that might not sell a whole bunch of platinum records, <laughs> but they definitely the damn the backbone yeah. and the dirt of what's going on down here in Atlanta, Georgia. How it started. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So now, nah, man, Pastor Troy, man, big up for everything he did man just man just toting georgia on his back at oh, that yeah. time you know what i mean so yeah yeah
1: he uh, still robs walks around with the georgia hey, man, helmet you all gotta love him.
0: it man you gotta love it he walk around with the belt and the helmet bro ain't yeah. no I ain't heard nobody taking it from him yet,
2: <laughs> <For> <laughs> yet. Real.
0: um i was doing some research and i
1: actually saw that the uh age against the machine album was mm. actually supposed to be called we sell drugs
0: yeah that shit was hard, man. CeeLo is a character, man. He's like, man, I got some um, because we we'll bounce around titles and shit. And um, we did, we liked the title. We actually we love the title.
2: We oh, sell
0: drugs. wow. What would they think, man? What would just the nostalgia yeah. of, of the title of that? We sell drugs. You know what <laughs> I mean? Well, One of us would have went to go get that record, you know what I mean? But the age against uh age against the machine definitely was a a fitting title for it being how long we've been in the um, in the industry, you know what I mean? And still um, still going against the machine out here that uh, that wants to put this type of music out when the people want this type of music. You feel what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, big up to uh, big up to CeeLo for that that Age Against the Machine album, man, because he was out in California, man. We did some we did some incredible shit out there, bro. Yeah, some incredible shit. And I almost thought that this was like a um, a World Party 2.0. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because we done, the World Party album was done by different producers, and we weren't solely in Atlanta. Yeah, You know what I mean? And just like the Age Against the Machine album, we spent most of our time in on the West Coast doing that record, so it had a different feel to it though. But I love that album, man. Especially y'all check that "Father Time" out on there, man. Oh yeah. And that's uh, a that great song, song we got on there with uh, with Ti, oh, killing it, man. Killing it, man. Was there
1: a deeper meaning behind "We Sell Drugs"?
0: Oh, uh, I I think so, man. Because at the time, that's all motherfuckers was really talking about. Yeah. You know that what that I mean? Trap music, yeah, yeah. Everybody was trapping, right? So like, hey, fuck it, yeah. we sell drugs too. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it up to CeeLo, man, to have those type of those type of double meanings for something, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That's all right.
1: Um, You got K-Files Volume 2 out right now. K-Files Volume 2. So what's next? You mentioned you just finished the EP with the. uh, What's the name? Suits. Suits? Yeah, Yeah, with Suits.
0: Man, um, actually, I got another. uh, I finished two EPs this year. One is by the brother uh, Suits. And then this other producer, his name is Stu Banger. He works with uh, Eric Bobo of Cypress Hill. Okay. And this guy, Stu Banger, has a son named um, uh, Banger too, right? (laughs) And man, the brother is, I think he's maybe about 10, maybe 11, he produced a track for me. Oh, wow. And when I say that track, it's crazy, dumb, stupid, man. It's amazing
1: (laughs) that these young kids can turn out some songs
0: like this. Man, you can see him on there. His name is Young Banger. And he'll do a post. He say, "Young banger, chop them drums up." And he'll be <laughs> on that thing, just oh, man. So, yeah, I don't even have a title for the. I don't have a title for those two albums yet. Okay. But um, yeah, definitely those are those are coming in the making. Those are coming. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Um, your cousin's Malik w- Willis. He just uh, got drafted. Ah uh, yeah,
0: yep. That's my little cousin. Well, Mark Twain. That's Twain's son. Okay. So Mark yeah. Twain is my first cousin with the attic crew. So yeah, yeah. Malik with oh, us. Yeah. We're going to be up there playing with the Titans. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, there was some controversy when he first like got drafted. Yeah. Tannehill said it wasn't his job to mentor him. Right. What right. did you think of that when you saw that?
0: Man, um, I, it was some tough love to me. It was some tough love to me because I can understand where he's coming from because you got Malik Willis to who they're talking about. I mean, everybody's talking about this guy and you've heard, you've heard of him too. So, hey man, he's he scared. <laughs> I, I'm trying to find the words for it, bro, but, hey, man. Um, yeah,
1: because it's like, this guy's here to take your job eventually. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's like, how much game do you want to give him?
0: I mean, but at this, the same time, he's your teammate. He's your teammate. That's my thing. Don't y'all want to win? Yeah. Do you want to win? Right? It, even, if, even if a team play the Super Bowl and they win, the people that don't even play,
1: they, they get win. A ring. Yep, they get a ring So, too.
0: fool, you win <laughs> if he win. You know what I mean? So, I think he probably probably thinking that thing oh like maybe I shouldn't have said that you know what I mean because man the brother's a talented brother man Absolutely, you know what I mean yeah. he worked his way up man from from the bottom you know what I mean and you should be you should wanna give that man some some tidbits you know what I mean you should wanna do that man yeah. but I understand it's it's tough love and he understand that too Malik understand that too so he cool he got a four year with them yeah, he just, just signed yeah, yeah just signed with him so let's just. Let's hope um, that brother stay healthy. You know yeah, what I mean? That's a major. You know what I mean? Man. Stay healthy, uh, Yeah. Watch your head. <laughs> watch your head now.
1: How long have you been married now, Cujo?
0: Uh, it's going on 24 years, 25 years. Okay. Yeah, 25 years. So I'm
1: recently married myself, last couple years, okay. man. So okay. what's Congrats. some keys mm. to, remi- you know, keeping yeah. a marriage 24, 25 years?
0: Man. Uh, Compromising, compromising. sometimes, you know what I'm wrong. I was wrong, you know what? You was right. You was right. That goes a long way, that goes a long way. And then too man, um the regular stuff man, going out to eat, fly would still do it, fly would still do it, man, you know what I mean A movie still do it, man. Like my wife would just like to say, we just let's just sit and just watch a movie. It might not be some shit I want to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just me being there, chilling with her, thank you. You know what I'm saying? So that go a long way, man. That go a long way, man. You cook? mm No, She does all the cooking. Okay.
1: I can cook. Like,
0: I, can't my,
1: cook. My main thing is barbecue. Barbecue. I hit the grill. Though. And I do that once a week.
0: Man, I've been barbecuing four days this week.
1: For real. <laughs> <laughs> the weather's work. right for it, man. Four
0: days this week, man. So, uh, yeah, man, like some nice desserts, you know what I'm saying? Nice little wine. Mm-hmm. Always does it, man. You know what I mean? Candles, scented candles, you know what I'm saying? Perfume. They always like the smell. I had to learn, too. <laughs> Women like to smell good, and they like shit around them smelling good, too. Like, I got four boys. Man, I got massive cologne. I mean, I could have fifty bottles on my nightstand. Uh, I'm finna get you another one. I, well, I really don't need one. Yes, you do. I like the way they smell. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? So it, it's a, it's a compromising thing. You know what I mean? And, and all, all people not built for it. You know what I mean? But it's a, it's a, it's an awesome thing, man, to have somebody there with you, man, all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be in your corner, even if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got some of your partners. Oh. Niggas ain't going to answer your phone call. You know what I mean? They won't even, they won't help you. They won't cook for you. They won't come get you. You know what I'm saying? With, with your wife, man, she going to be down there for you, man. She going to have your back, man. Absolutely, she man.
1: going to have your back.
0: Appreciate, Appreciate it. it, baby. Love you, baby.
1: Yeah, thank you for the advice.
0: Hey, man. <laughs> Anytime.
1: All right, Joe. You got any shout outs you like to give before we wrap it up here, bro?
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, like I said, man, I want to give a shout out to Organized Noise definitely organized noise for, uh, for, for training For training. I mean, did ain't even know they was training me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely got to give it up to the mob man for, um, uh, for, for the camaraderie. You know what I mean? Just having somebody to bounce some, some shit off of, you know what I mean? Having somebody that's, that you feel that's better than you and you can learn from them. You feel what I'm saying? And, uh, I just got to thank all my fans, man. They've just been down with me, man, since since we first dropped, man, with Cell Therapy, man, and just to be still in the industry, man, 26, 27 years and still able to drop music and your fans not saying, oh, you need to hang that shit up or try something else, Cujo. Nah, man, I really do appreciate that motivation and that inspiration, man. For sure. Yep make to go people to see so wake go to me mouth to cuz they can't hey there ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster oh you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you yeah or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about well get ready to feel that excitement all over again because amazon prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level absolutely